Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. New Year greetings to Master Li arrived from around the world. Falun Dafa was introduced to the public in 1992, and since that time, approximately 100 million people have learned the practice worldwide. Practitioners from around the world sent New Year's greetings and expressions of their gratitude to the founder of Falun Dafa, Master Li Hongzhi. The beautiful cards, photos of groups of practitioners, videos, and heartfelt poems were submitted to the website mingwei.org. Practitioners in Vietnam submitted a seven-minute video containing New Year greetings and scenes from a truth clarification event where the details of the truth of the goodness of the practice and its brutal persecution in China were displayed. Turkish practitioners sent a poem entitled Deep in My Heart. Practitioners from all across the United States sent warm wishes to Master Lee. Included were practitioners from the North American LearnFallenGong.com project, American Global Rescue Group, practitioners in Guam and Saipan, and practitioners from China now residing in the United States. Practitioners in Japan said that in the new year, they will improve in their efforts to rescue practitioners detained for their faith in China, as well as with telling others about Falun Dafa. Warm greetings came from Canadian practitioners, including the Toronto Waste Drum Team. Practitioners in Hungary submitted a painting to master. The Dragon Dance Team and other practitioners in New Zealand wished Master Lee a Happy New Year. Practitioners in Adelaide, Australia, said they would do better in aligning with the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance in the new year. Joyful greetings also came from Hong Kong, Taiwan, Macau, Singapore, India, South Korea, Malaysia, Indonesia, Mongolia, Laos, Iran, Israel, Palestine, Bulgaria, Italy, France, Spain, Portugal, United Kingdom, Scotland, Ireland, Hungary, Belgium, Peru, Russia, Romania, Austria, Greece, Serbia, Montenegro, Norway, Germany, the Netherlands, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia, Ukraine, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Saudi Arabia, Croatia, Ecuador, Thailand, Lithuania, and Kyrgyzstan. Also, practitioners in China, as well as others there who understand the truth about Falun Dafa, extended wishes to Master Li for a very happy new year. A message from residents in Nanchang City, Sichuan Province, sums it up. It read, 
Dear Master Lee, Happy New Year. Here we want to say, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is truly wonderful. They added that although not practitioners, they would, quote, forever remember how great you are. Sweden. Practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, held a signature drive at Stockholm's Coin Square near the Royal Palace on December 29th and 30th to help stop the brutal persecution of the practice by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Undaunted by the cold weather, many people expressed support. One Swedish couple stopped and signed the petitions. The husband teaches sociology and said, I know about some vicious deeds of communism. We are covering more and more of these topics in the classroom because we need to tell the students about these crimes. An older man from Russia and his two granddaughters read the posters and signed the petitions. Coming from the former Soviet Union, the man said he knew how the Communist Party kills innocent people. He said, I just told my grandchildren what I experienced in person. The CCP is indeed evil, and we always need to stand on the side of what's right. Indonesia. Practitioners introduced Falun Dafa at an open-air theater in Bali on December 23rd. They were invited to perform for two hours in the evening. The waist drum troupe took the lead in the performance. The Tianguo marching band's performance of the song Triumphant Return provided a rousing finale. Young Bali practitioners also performed dances such as the Phoenix Dance, Lotus Flower Dance, and a Paper Fan Dance. While the show was underway, some practitioners distributed informative flyers to audience members and spoke about Falun Dafa's spread throughout the world. A few practitioners shared the benefits they experienced after they started the practice. Some also spoke of how the CCP has been persecuting Falun Dafa since 1999. Bulgaria. Practitioners in southern Bulgaria held an event on December 23rd to demonstrate the Falun Dafa exercises and tell people about the ongoing 24-year persecution of the spiritual discipline by the CCP. They also collected signatures on two petitions to take a stand against the persecution in China. The area was crowded with tourists and locals who'd come to shop in the rush before the Christmas holiday. Many people learned about the human rights violations occurring in China. Banners detailed the forms of abuse practitioners in China endure for persisting in their faith. They raised awareness of the CCP's lucrative forced organ harvesting crimes, in which practitioners are murdered on demand for their organs. Bulgarians signed petitions urging their government and countrymen to prevent any involvement in these crimes against humanity. Thailand. Falun Dafa practitioners in Thailand gathered in Bangkok's Lumphini Park on December 24th to take a group photo to send as a New Year greeting to Master Lee. The gathering also provided an opportunity for practitioners to express gratitude to their teacher, and they shared experiences from their cultivation journeys. Mr. Chen began practicing Falun Dafa while living in China years ago and completely recovered from hepatitis B. Chen shared that he was previously influenced by the CCP's atheist education, so he didn't believe in the spiritual practice. 
Out of desperation, he gave Fallendorf a try. The disease disappeared, as well as serious bad habits that included smoking and drinking. His daughter and wife took up cultivation after witnessing his tremendous transformation. A Thai practitioner named Ling Ji recounted that she started practicing Falun Dafa in 1996. There was no version of Juan Falun available in the Thai language until 1998. She asked Master Lee whether she should learn English or Chinese for cultivation. He told her to learn Chinese, as it would be great in the future. Ling Ji worked hard to learn the language and succeeded. The following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Mr. Wang Haichian, a former middle school teacher from Sichuan Province, died a month after he was discharged from the prison hospital where he was being held while on the verge of death. Mr. Wang was arrested in 2019 and sentenced to seven and a half years to Jiajou Prison, where he was brutally tortured. His health quickly declined. He was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2022 and taken to a prison hospital in March 2023. Wang's family spent the next few months travelling back and forth between four different locations, seeking approval for his medical parole. The relevant government agencies in those four places gave the family the runaround and used various excuses to not process the parole request. Eventually, they were told by the Sichuan Province Prison Administration Bureau that no Falun Gong practitioners would be allowed medical parole and that their bodies would be sent back home should they die in custody. Mr Wang's family was summoned to Daju County Judicial Bureau to pick him up on October 11, 2023. He was extremely weak and unable to walk. His son carried him on his back and took him home. He died a month later at the age of 60. Authorities forced Wang's son to sign an agreement to not invite other local Falun Gong practitioners to attend the funeral and to not share with them any information about Mr Wang. On the day of the funeral, many officers were seen guarding the scene and ready to arrest any practitioner who dared to get near. Ms. Xu Hai Hong from Shandong Province died on December 9, 2023, three days after she was transferred to the Shandong Province Women's Prison to serve a one-year and four-month prison term. Ms. Xu was arrested in 2022 after being reported for talking to people about the Chinese Communist Party's persecution of Falun Gong. She was released days later after she went on a hunger strike to protest. However, in September 2023, police broke into her home took her to a detention center, and barred her family from visiting her. Neither the police nor the detention center kept Ms. Xu's family informed of her situation. The family found out later that she had been sentenced to one year and four months. They were never notified of her indictment, trial, or sentencing. In December 2023, Ms. Xu was transferred to Shandong Province Women's Prison. Because she had become extremely weak, 
Due to her long-term hunger strike, she was admitted to the in-house hospital when she arrived at the prison. She died in the prison hospital three days later at the age of 56. A Wulian County Court in Shandong Province sentenced 21 local Falun Gong practitioners to prison on December 25, 2023. The practitioners were all sentenced for using a cult organization to undermine law enforcement, a standard pretext used by the communist regime to frame and imprison Falun Gong practitioners. The sentence terms range from five months to five and a half years. The practitioners were also fined from 5,000 to 10,000 yuan each. The 21 practitioners were among about 50 local Falun Gong practitioners arrested on May 12 and 13, 2023. According to insiders, the Rijiao City Police Department began to monitor the targeted practitioners on March the 3rd and dubbed their operation the 303 Special Case. Mr. Li Zongzi lost about 20 pounds in just 10 days after he was placed in solitary confinement while serving five years for practicing Falun Gong. Mr. Li and 10 other Falun Gong practitioners in Beijing were arrested in 2020 by over 100 police officers after they were suspected of submitting photos of the city during the COVID pandemic lockdown to the Epic Times, a U.S.-based media company. All 11 of them were sentenced to two to eight years. Mr. Lee was initially ordered to serve his five-year term at the Tianhe Prison in Beijing, but was later transferred to Shandong Province First Prison in September 2023. It was recently learned that Mr. Lee was held in a solitary confinement cell for at least 10 days. Prison authorities forced Mr. Lee to watch videos that slander Falun Gong every day and ordered him to renounce his faith. In just 10 days, he lost about 20 pounds. Mr. Lee was only six years old when the persecution began in 1999, and he witnessed how his father was repeatedly arrested and harassed for practicing Falun Gong. When the elderly was arrested again in March 2014, Mr. Lee, who was a 21-year-old college student at the time, was arrested three times for seeking his father's release. His father was sentenced to four years in prison. Authorities pressured Mr. Lee's employer to fire him in retaliation. Most read article on minghui.org indicates increasing public interest. The article How Humankind Came to Be was written by Mr. Lee Hongzhe, the founder of Falun Dafa, and was 2023's most read article on the minghui.org website. It received 70% more views than the second most read article, Cultivation in Dafa is Serious, which was also written by Mr. Lee. That article was meant specifically to guide the cultivation practice of Falun Dafa practitioners, one of three main groups of readers of the website. The other two groups of Minghui readers are people interested in learning Falun Dafa and communist regime officials participating in the persecution in China. 
The popularity of an article that isn't addressed to practitioners reflects a strong interest from the general public. Canadian lawyer Joel Etienne said the article How Humankind Came to Be was the best New Year's gift to humankind. He reported feeling filled with joy and excitement as he read it. Etienne explained, I think it was a blessing for us to receive this article. I thought it was extremely important. The article is not long, but Etienne's family spent hours discussing it. He said, It shows you the strength and the care of every word and the importance of every word that came with it. It's unlocking a very complicated puzzle. He was gratified to be able to obtain such a key. Hyun Jion Hong of South Korea attended a discussion at the Tianti bookstore on March 19th after reading the article. She said it highlighted the importance of being kind. She said, We should respect divine beings and help one another. The article can guide people to return to their kind nature. I kept reading it and tried to memorize it. City councillor in Kaohsiung, Taiwan, Chen Lina, was deeply inspired after reading the article. She said, Many people may have asked themselves, what is the purpose of human beings in this world? But no one can explain it clearly. In many religions, there are more or less discussions about this topic, but they are all abstract. Master Lee is the first one to explain this matter so clearly. The younger sister of a Falun Dafa practitioner in China also shared her thoughts after reading the article. She reported that she lived a contented, peaceful life until the persecution of Falun Dafa began in 1999 and her older sister, a practitioner, was persecuted repeatedly by the CCP for not giving up her belief. She said that in 2023, her older sister showed her the article How Humankind Came to Be, which she noted is addressed to all of humanity. She said, I was stunned. So many human beings are like this. I am alive during this time only because I am lucky enough to encounter Falun Dafa today and be saved. Everything is arranged by the divine. Being a human being is really a blessing. She said that the article reveals human beings' true story and helped her understand who we are and why her sister has been able to persevere in her faith. She added, My sister said that Master had told Falun Dafa practitioners everything more than 20 years ago. Everything that practitioners do is to save people. It has nothing to do with politics or political power. Xianyan's touring companies begin the 2024 season performances in Italy, United Kingdom, and the U.S. Xianyan Performing Arts began its European and North American tours with performances in Italy, the United Kingdom, and the United States during the last week of December 2023. Xianyan North America Company presented 10 performances in Texas at Houston's Jones Hall for the Performing Arts from December 26th through January 1st, all to full houses. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee personally presented a certificate of congressional recognition to the Performing Arts Company on December 30th. She said of Shenyang, this is a vital introduction to China to tell China's story so that Houstonians, but also across America, we can know the story of China. Shenyang Global Company presented five performances in Florence, Italy, from December 27th through the 31st, 
all to full houses. This season, Shen Yun was scheduled to perform at least 29 performances in six Italian cities. According to the local presenter, the tickets were selling fast, so to meet the demand, additional performances were added. Fashion brand president Matteo Coza and his wife, organic winery owner Lara Piccolo, saw Shen Yun in Florence. They drove three hours from Vicenza in northeastern Italy to Florence to attend the performance. Ms. Piccolo observed that Shen Yun, quote, had a kind of extraordinary power that directly reaches the soul. Shen Yun New Era Company was scheduled to perform 47 shows in 10 cities in towns in the UK, beginning with Birmingham on December 29th. The tickets were selling quickly, so additional shows were added. Angela Pryor-Raybould, an international examiner for the National Association of Teachers of Dancing and an international championship adjudicator and lecturer, saw Shen Yun in Birmingham on December 30th. She said, I was enthralled. I felt the whole experience breathtaking because of its truth. Shen Yun Terrain Company launched its U.S. tour in Boston, Massachusetts. The troupe presented five performances there from December 28th through the 31st. Jeffrey Kooner, the host of radio show The Kooner Report, saw a performance on December 30th. He said of the show, This is the real China, and it captures the incredible artistic treasure, the aesthetic beauty, the spiritual wonder that the Chinese Communist Party is trying to destroy and obliterate. Mr. Kooner said that Shen Yun will change the way you look at the world. Shen Yun World Company presented five performances in San Jose, California from December 29th through January 1st. Restoration ecologist Maximiliano Bosnardo attended a matinee in San Jose on December 30th. He noted it was an amazing demonstration of human potential and added that his biggest takeaway from the show was hope. Mr. Bosnado said, The Communist Party is a cancer on earth. I don't want to be against anything, but I do need to take a stance. Some governments in power are afraid of the innate power that's in every individual on the planet. It's our birthright to realize our true nature. You are helping so much and doing such a great service for humanity. Engineering Company Vice President Brian Thomas saw Shen Yun in San Jose on December 31st. Deeply impressed, he said, China is more important than I had imagined, far exceeding the scope that we see under the current communist regime. The executive referred to the combination of modern advanced technology with traditional dance arts as being very interesting. Mr. Thomas said that Shen Yun is a wonderful masterpiece and that he will tell people that it delivers beautiful messages and humanity.
Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.